Welcome to ScaredyCast, everybody. Um, it's just Tony here right now. Uh, Kelsey is going to be chiming in as we go along. It's been a been a busy week for everybody, so we're just doing a little uh, little quick episode right now. Next episode we got coming up after this one's going to be a big one because it is our Christmas special. It'll be uh, going up on all the podcast apps and iTunes and all that good stuff the week of Christmas. You can jump onto our Twitch at twitch.tv slash scaredycast. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, the 18th of December, uh, around 9 o'clock Mountain Time, I think. 8 o'clock Pacific Time. And you can actually watch the Christmas special. We usually do some... <clears throat> if you haven't watched our Twitch streams yet, uh, it's basically the, the podcast. We just record the podcast, but... Uh, before we start recording, we do, you know, we do some things, and sometimes we'll do some stuff after we're done recording, uh, so head on over and watch. Um, the year's coming to an end. Uh, it's been a, uh, it's been a year. Been a, been an interesting year. Um, we're gonna start doing some special stuff on our Patreon page starting in 2019 with some bonus episodes and bonus content. So make sure you're uh, you're supporting us over there on patreon.com slash scaredycast. And um, yeah, man, you know, as always, leave us reviews and, you know, subscribe and support us. We appreciate everybody that does. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to, uh, I got my news of the week here. We're going to go over. It's, uh, as always, it's been a, an interesting week in news. Kelsey's going to be... Uh, Jumping in here and giving us some of her stories she's found this week, and then we're gonna uh, wrap it up and get ready for the uh, the big Christmas special that's gonna be going up tomorrow. Well, not going up, but you know what I said. Like I said a little bit ago, we're recording it tomorrow, but you can watch it live on Twitch tomorrow. Uh, guess what, everybody? If you love KFC as much as I do, which I I mean I haven't had KFC in a really long time. But that's just because I don't live near one anymore. But, I mean, their original recipe, whoo, dang, it's good. Uh, but if you love the smell of that original recipe, KFC, guess what? There is now a fire log that you can throw in the old fireplace that gives off the scent of KFC fried chicken. And that's right. Limited edition fire log. With the aroma of KFC's herbs and spices, all eleven of them. You can uh, pick one of these up at KFCFireLogs.com. They're officially from KFC. It's not like some knockoff weird dude is like trying to recreate the smell of KFC with fire logs. It's uh, hundred percent legit. They're Enviro logs, and uh, you can only get one. So, and they're limited. So hurry up and get your chicken logs. Oh man, they're eighteen dollar, eighteen ninety nine a piece though too. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have a fireplace, so. But I think I might have to get one of those backyard little fire pit things because I want to try this out. Make my neighborhood smell like KFC. Get people freaking out out there. Um, as most of you know, if you've been listening the past couple episodes, I was really really sick. All, pretty much all of November, I'm still kind of sick. Like, I just, this cough will not go away. And I think I know what it might be. News coming out two days ago 
that a man got a lung infection from sniffing his own smelly socks. Now, I haven't been sniffing my own smelly socks, but I sniff weird things sometimes just because it's what we all do. We all sniff weird stuff to see what things smell like. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe I smelled something and it got in me and now I'm just all jacked up inside my body because I smelled something. Um, this man was rushed to the hospital after he developed a lung infection from sniffing dirty socks, though. He was uh, a man from China. He was hospitalized after he was found to have a severe fungal infection in his lungs which is caused by smelling his socks at the end of a long day at work. So if you're out there and you're working hard and you're just curious of what your socks smell like after you're done, don't smell them. Don't do it. Bad idea. Um, he would regularly take off his socks and give them a good sniff. Um, so that's an uh, interesting habit to have. But apparently this habit that he had led to an infection. Don't don't do it. They took X-rays and confirmed everything, man. Hey. Um, they also say that earlier this month a man died after coughing up part of his lung. Ooh, man, this isn't good. I don't like the sound of either of this stuff, man. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, jeez. But this man, uh. During one of his coughing fits, he eventually he eventually coughed up a bron bronchial tree, which is a series of tubes that distribute air from the windpipe to the lungs, and he died a week later. That's crazy. I've had some coughing fits, too, from being sick, and oh, man, it's not fun at all. I'll start laughing at something or whatever, and I'll start laughing too hard, and I'll just go into a fit of coughs. <clears throat> sucks being sick is the worst thanks a lot winter weather making me sick but um so that's what's going on there don't sniff your socks and if you're sick make sure you're not coughing up lungs because you know that's not good uh speaking of lungs and body parts uh if you have lost a heart recently you might want to call southwest airlines because apparently they have a heart because somebody found a human heart on their flight. Passengers on a Southwest flight from Seattle to Dallas got a little more than they bargained for on Sunday when their plane was forced to turn around and return to Seattle because they found a human heart. And it was intended, to, I guess the heart was intended to be a transplant. They were, you know, somebody took it and left it on board. What? Like, so your job is to transplant a heart. And the one thing you're on that flight for, you leave on the plane. I mean, what are you doing? Oh, uh, man. Anyways, uh, and this is uh, the statement put out by Southwest. They said during during the flight, which was scheduled was scheduled service from Seattle to Dallas this past Sunday, uh, learned of a life-critical cargo shipment on board the aircraft that was intended to stay in Seattle for delivery to a local hospital. And therefore, they made the decision to turn around and go back to Seattle 
because they're like, hey, bros, you forgot your heart. And uh, I guess one problem is that a heart transplant has to happen immediately because it can only kind of be stored for uh, a few hours. And this, um, yeah, no, nope. you're going to need a new heart again. Oh, that sucks. How do you forget the heart? Like that's your, that's your, like, that's like if you're a pizza delivery guy and some one person orders a pizza and you put that one pizza in your car and you drive to their house and then instead of stopping to deliver the pizza, you just drive back to the pizza place. Like you just, you have that one thing that you have to take care of to do. Oh, maybe they had to go to the bathroom or something. Who knows? Maybe they had a coughing fit, right? Um, what else we got? We got a lot. I got I got a lot of things in here. I'm sorting through them here. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll dive down into the. Uh, okay, I can't get where. Okay, so uh, a UFO has been seen off of the North Carolina coast, and there's a video of it. A 90-second video, credit to a fisherman, is raising some questions on social media about a possible UFO sighting off the North Carolina coast. The recording was posted on November 29th on YouTube. Uh, it said it was made in mid-November at, 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 I can't talk, at Cape Lookout, the southernmost point of the core banks. Has over 90,000 views as of now. And the National Park Service officials at Cape Lookout National Seashore told the Charlotte Observer they were not sure what the satellites might be, but found them to be peculiar. One Outer Banks resident named... What? What's this? What are you doing, article? You forgot their name. Anyways, they told the Charlotte Observer that the mysterious lights have been appearing off the Cape for more than 20 years and witnesses have come to believe that they are harmless. Tell people not to hit the panic button. They are not a concern, said Derek Maxey. I don't know why I gave him that voice or that accent, but whatever. Um, he says that, he said, though, that he has no guess at what the source of the lights could be. Um, I'm going to look at this video right now. We're going to see what they could be. Ooh, we're watching it. What the hell is that? It's like a car up in the sky above the ocean. Yeah, it's what it looks like. It looks like car headlights, like way out above the ocean. I'm just going to say that it's a boat. Yeah, like yeah, they look like they're... It's nighttime when the video is being taken. And uh, I don't know, that looks like it's up in the sky. Yeah, it's like some a car headlights up in the sky above the ocean. But who knows? I still think it's a boat because, like, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's like an oil rig. I have no idea. I'm sure you could see that during the day, though, if it was an oil rig. Yeah, mine's weird. I don't know about that, y'all. Stay out of there. You know me. Don't go anywhere near the, Don't go near the ocean, period. You all know my thoughts on the oceans. Stay away from the oceans because they're messing around. Uh, with more UFO news, of course, uh, here is Kelsey. 
We all love some alien news. I know I do. Um, Hopefully our scaredy cats out there do too. So about a month ago in Lake Tahoe, they say that there was a UFO sighting that is 100% proof that aliens are visiting us or at least watching us. Um, So it says that a UFO was spotted over Lake Tahoe in unprecedented detail and that it is proof that aliens are visiting Earth. The sighting was described as a classic spaceship by people who enjoy aliens or alien enthusiasts, and they believe that is is, um, a flying saucer. So basically, people who were on holiday or taking a trip to Lake Tahoe, they're all on a boat getting like a tour. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, Someone was taking a video of everything that's going to happen. And then in a split second of like a few frames, you can see just this UFO type thing zooming zooming right by them, like over kind of by the forest area in the lake. And... um. Yeah, I don't know how, like, there's no way that anyone would have been able to see it. Obviously, it's in the middle of the day, but it was so quick, even on the video, that even when they slowed it down, like, you could only see it, like, for, like, a second, for, like, barely even a second. Um, But someone was able to uh, be like, oh, hey, there's a flying saucer in this video. Let's talk about it. And the person that shot the video is has remained unnamed and they say that they went to Lake Tahoe for vacation and they got a boat tour on the right of the lake and it's like 50 50 with UFO experts okay there's two schools of thought on this one some experts are saying that they are so convinced by the authenticity of the video that they believe it is only a matter of time before aliens reveal themselves to humans so there's that and then another one says that it is um 100% fake that anyone could do this and anyone who's any kind of expert would know that it's fake. Um, But going back to the people who say that it's authentic, they say it is the most detailed UFO they've seen all week. So, (laughs) I mean, if that ain't proof, then I don't know. And then another one describes it as a classic flying saucer, a beautiful metallic disc with a raised upper dome area. And that it's a 100% proof that aliens are monitoring humans up close and personal. And then it kind of makes them wonder if they're interested in us and if they're going to make our presence, their presence known with like a little meet and greet session with people. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon with like who they would have to talk to um, in the White House or whatever or any of our world leaders. Like they might not be uh good enough for the higher aliens but yeah youtuber user j cole knight said that this is so obviously a fake why would someone waste the time of real ufo investigations with one that is so so fake another person says it looks like a cartoon tiny tiny ship that is not in the right field range which i have no idea what that even means so if any alien experts out there know um yeah, what would the right field range be? I'm very confused. But I guess prior to the sighting um, south of the border, a clear UFO sighting was also seen in Mexico City. So I don't know if that means like the UFO was clear. Because if it wasn't, how would you see it? Or if it was just another clear one, like, oh, someone's like, that's clearly a UFO. Well, anyways, 
it's pretty blurry and I mean the screenshot that it has you can see it pretty well but I don't know I guess people can fake this stuff nowadays it's really hard to tell anything that's real anymore even with like pictures on Instagram and shit like that you know not anyone looks like their pictures anymore so why wouldn't you think that this is fake but I mean who the hell is going to take that time Maybe just the same people who are just trying to fool everybody with their selfies. But yeah, so if you're in Lake Tahoe or if you uh, are taking video, just make sure you kind of skim through your videos while on vacations. Just make sure you're looking in the sky area, not anyone that you're trying to creep on in the video. And just look out for a UFO. Hopefully we see some over the holidays. And that's it for my alien news. Thank you for your alien news, Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey, for your alien news. Um, moving on. We're just gonna we're just burning through these. I'm sorry. These are sh- whenever it's just solo me, and you know we're doing some you know kind of like recorded episodes and things like that. You know they go by quick because we're just rattling off the news. We're not here to BS. There's no BS this time. We're not we're not BSing around. We're just getting through the news, letting you guys know what's up. Um, we got some ghost news. Some ghosts. Uh, we have an update. On an old story we talked about. You guys remember the Irish woman who married a ghost pirate? We talked about him. It was like just a few a few episodes back. Uh, an Irish woman married a 300-year-old ghost pirate, and they're splitting up, you guys. Love is dead. If these two can't make it, none of us can. None of us have any hope. Um, even though... Death was the was present. It it could not stop these two, and they tried to make it work, but guess not. Uh, let's see. Let's try to find out what happened here. Uh, Amanda, a woman, she says she's filing for a divorce from her ghost husband. Um, you know, she was uh this 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 was the lady who was the female Jack Sparrow impersonator. Um, hang on, let's get down here. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, they've only been married for less than a year. They got married back in January. So maybe it was back then. I don't remember when we talked about this lady. Could have been back in January. Feels like it's this, this year's flown by. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, they got married. He was a 300 year old ghost pirate who came into her bedroom one night. They got married, they're in love, but sadly, it's over. Oh, man. Uh, she went on She went on social media to let everybody know about the end of her marriage. She said, so I feel it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. I will explain all in due course, but for now, all I want to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It's not something to mess with. Oh, man, this doesn't sound good. This does not sound good, everybody. Um, I mean, no one knows. I guess we're just going to have to keep an eye out and see if she says anything else. I want to know what happened. What happened with the ghost pirate? Oh, there's a lot of puns to be made, but I mean, who's going to make fun of this? Is you know... <laughs> One person on Twitter said, uh, till death do us part. 
<laughs> oh god. <coughs> you dead pill, you made me cough up my lung. Oh man. That guy got me. Phil underscore Lewis ninety nine on Twitter with that pun. Oh thank you for that. I needed that one. That was a good one. Oh man, um, oh, we don't do that one yet. We're gonna do this one because it's disgusting. Because there's a photo of it being. Do, do, do you guys you, do yourselves a favor? Don't look this up, because there's a picture of a lady doing this, and I don't need to see it. But I'm looking at it, and even these things individually themselves, they're disgusting looking. But guess what's happening right now? There's a chocolate company. Who's taking molds of people's buttholes and making edible anus is that's the name of the company, edible anus actually. Um, but basically, what they do is you go in there um, for a reasonable price of thirty eight dollars and ninety five cents. Edible anus will mail you five boxes of white milk. And dark chocolate anuses. Um, according to the founder, Magnus Irvin, he didn't have the easiest time inventing his chocolate buttholes. He says, the first time I poured the stuff in me bum and it all run past me nuts into me face. <laughs> You can follow these people on Twitter at the Edible Anus, um, and once you open the box, it's legit just little edible buttholes. Not joking. God, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, according to the company's website, the Edible Anus first saw the light of day in 2006. When Magnus himself made a range of them and multiple colored chocolates to present in an exhibition, it was at the exhibition show itself that he met and formed a partnership with Mr. Ritzma, a tall man of Dutch descent. Since then, the two of them have worked together to make a range of products available today. Uh, initially, Magnus Irvin, as he said, he tried to cast his own butthole with messy results um, while explaining his failure to a chance acquaintance at a bus stop, he was gratified to find that his fellow bus passenger was willing to allow him to cast her butt hole. Uh, so she, I guess that's who the picture is in here. It's this lady with her just legs up in the air and he's sitting there pouring chocolate into her butt. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, it takes about a, uh, Half an hour to cast these chocolates. And, um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, and, and these, now keep in mind, I'm pretty sure at least, that these chocolates aren't like, like they don't put the chocolate in their butt. Like they take a mold of the butthole <laughs> and they use that to like put the chocolate onto and i mean like there's no matter what there's a butthole involved with these pieces of chocolate candies that you're going to be eating if you order this um 
You can find them on Twitter at the edible anus. We're gonna follow them from ScaredyCast. Uh huh. So here's here's what here's how it all goes down. Um, they use dentist putty and apply it to the anus. Then the putty is set into clay and silicone to make the mold. Then chocolate is poured into the mold and left to set. So there you go. Uh, that's not the only thing to do, though. You can have a gold butthole or a bronze butthole made, you know, in case you want a little memorabilia. Send somebody that I mean, this would be something great to send to somebody that you hate, you know, like get a little bronze butthole made and send it to somebody. Yeah, can you do that? Yeah, Mary. Um, so there you go. There's video of this and everything, too. Whew. So if you're looking for something to get somebody for the holidays, get them some edible butts stuff. Uh, Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter. We're going to right now. I'm going. I'm going into Twitter as we speak, and I'm going to follow the edible anus. I will not order any edible anus because I don't want to eat these because it's weird. If somebody order like, <laughs> all right. If somebody gives me an edible anus, like if somebody orders, I'm not going to buy it myself because I can. I yeah. Uh, but if somebody buys me edible anus, I'll have to try one just because, like, I got to do it. Where you at, edible anus? Looking for you on Twitter here. The edible anus. There you are. Boom. Followed. They only have 279 followers, too. Can you believe that? Get out there and follow these people, okay, everybody? Get out there and follow them. Let them know that we sent you. Say, at the ScaredyCast. Sin us to follow you. So, there you go. All right, edible butts. Yeah, that's what we're we're on today on Scary Cast. I uh, just got a few more news stories here, and then we're going to uh, wrap things up. I think. Go on, everybody. Go on about their Monday. Hopefully, you have a good Monday. Um. We're going to go with a little weird true crime. Um, now, nobody wants their house burglarized. They come in there. They steal your stuff. They break your stuff. It goes nuts. But uh, this is something that made me think of Marv from Home Alone. And this is something I think he would do. Because burglars broke in. They forced their way into a family home last month. Actually, this article is from a couple of years ago. Sorry about that. But whatever. Still interesting news. Uh, it's from December of a couple of years ago. They forced, their, they forced themselves into a home. And uh, through the downstairs window. And uh, they, uh, you know, they stole stuff. Things were broken. Stuff was all over. Heartbreaking. A couple, the couple came back home to find their possessions gone. And their golden... Uh, sorry, their goldfish bowl was smashed on the floor. They were worried because they're like, oh my God, they killed our fish? Our fish bowl's been smashed. They searched the floor to see if their goldfish was okay, but they found him in the sink. 
swimming around without a care in the world. Because it seems that the burglars knocked the glass bowl onto the floor during the break-in, grabbed the fish, put them into the sink, and filled the sink full of water. So the fish was okay. No, isn't that nice? You know, they may have stolen, you know, a TV, a couple laptops, who knows what, some jewelry, but they saved a life, damn it. They saved a fish. Freddy the fish. The more I think about it, the more it makes sense, Monica said. Monica is the uh, the lady of the house. They're just there to take whatever they can to make some money from. They weren't there to hurt a child or kill an animal or anything like that. You know? And that's it. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? That sounds like something Mar from Home Alone would do. Like if Harry and Marv were breaking into a house and Harry knocked over a fishbowl and it shattered on the floor, I think Marv would try to save that fish. I really do. It's <sighs> good. That's a good heartwarming story for the holidays, I think. Because you can buy more stuff. You know, you can go buy, you can get your, you know, your, that's why you're covered with insurance, you know? You can get yourself your new TV, you can get your new TV, you can get your new laptops, but you can't get yourself a new fish. I mean, you can, but it won't be the same fish, you know? It's not the same. Um, I got one final piece of story here. Heading back to ghost news. And then uh, Kelsey's going to close us out with one piece of true crime news. And then we're going to uh, be off into the into the week. Uh, Tom DeLong from Blink-182. You guys know him, right? Well, apparently he has a paranormal mystery show called Strange Times coming to TBS. And it's based on the Blink-182 member's graphic novel. So he has a graphic novel. Um, <clears throat> well, he's a... Uh, oh, sorry. Thought I had a sneeze. Woo! I hate when that happens. Anyways... Tom DeLonge, Blink-182, yeah, he's got a show coming to TBS, Strange Times. The series tells the story of five dirty teenage skateboarders who solve paranormal mysteries together while staying one step ahead of a group of shadowy deep state government agents. All right, so it's not like a like a reality show, paranormal show, which would be great, but this sounds interesting, actually. I kind of want to check this out. Strange Times concept started with DeLong's Fringe news site in 2011, which reported on weird paranormal stories. It expanded into the graphic novel The Curse of the Superstition Mountain. Ooh, I lived by the Superstition Mountains. Um, it then developed into a novel co-written by Tom DeLong and Jeff Herbach in 2016. And now it's going to be a TV show. Um, doesn't say when the show is coming out, um, but, uh, the man says, uh, the man himself, he says, this is exactly what my company to the stars Academy of Arts and Science does. We hope to create something that could be described as sort of a science fiction Disney where our entertainment franchises are worlds that are inspired and informed by our own next generation science division. So, 
There you go. He wants to make this into a franchise, which, I mean, you know, it's a comic and a book, and now it's going to be a show. It's well on its way. Could be a movie next. Um, DeLong also said that the group of degenerate skateboarders are based on his childhood friends, with the main character, Charlie, being a bit of himself. <clears throat> so there you go, everybody. Doesn't say when it's coming out, though, so you're just going to have to... Keep a sharp eye on things. We'll let you know because I want to keep an eye on it because I want to know. I want to watch this. So there you go. Tom DeLong, Blink-182, developing a paranormal show for TBS. Skateboarding kids, fighting ghosts. So there you go. Uh, all right. That's it for me. Kelsey's going to uh, give you guys a little more news. And then that's going to be it. And we will uh, see you guys Tuesday night for the Christmas special. And... Uh, have a good week, everybody. All right, scaredy cats. Um, so tonight I have a <laughs> weird crime news story. I don't even know if you could really call it crime or news, but it's from Tennessee, so I guess it considers both. It's considered as both. So a woman is claiming that a sexual style assault happened by a restaurant's peepee doll. Um, Isabel Lassiter went to a Japanese steakhouse in Tennessee, so kind of like a hibachi place, I would assume, um, like a Mongolian grill or, um, you know, one of the ones where they cook it in front of you. And she said that she was sprayed in the face with a peepee doll and her husband calls it a sexual style assault. So they were dining at this steakhouse and, um... The chef produced this little plastic doll resembling resembling little boy, pulled down its pants, and a thin, thin stream of water spurted from the genital area and hit her in the face. And she was not happy, apparently. Um, so here is a quote from her that I'm going to read and what I feel like she sounds like. And she goes, he pulled his little shorts down and it had a wanger and he squared me right in the face. That's what Lester says. Um, so I guess it doesn't actually have a wiener. So don't worry about that. But they're saying that just because it doesn't, doesn't mean that it's not a sexual assault from a little toy. Um, I don't know. I guess it's something that they use to control the flames and be able to keep cooking and stuff. And they say that kids really like it. So apparently they're squirting this little thing with kids. Um, I don't really understand why they wouldn't just have one where it like just sprays out of the mouth or something like that. Like, why does it have to be with the wiener? Um, but the owner says the kids like it. They think it's a water gun. So I don't really quite think that this is sexual assault, but, um, they filed a police report and they were very unhappy because it happened in front of their minor children and grandchildren, so I have no idea the age range of their children for them to have minor children and grandchildren. Uh, but yeah, so apparently they think that it's not okay to be getting peed on, and I wish you guys could see this picture of her. Maybe you can if you look up Peepee Doll. Uh, she looks like she has about two teeth, and she has a chest tattoo, but I mean... You know, if she's uncomfortable, then I guess that's something that everyone needs to consider. Police are saying that they're not officially going to um, 
convict anyone of anything. But the restaurant is going to avoid pissing off uh other customers. And they've instructed employees to ask people before spraying them with a pee-pee doll. So it must be a big tradition that they need to have this pee-pee doll. Um, I'm kind of mad that we don't have something like that here in Arizona. I mean, who doesn't want to get peed on by this creepy little doll thing? And I don't understand why you got to take the pants off in order for it to do it. Anyways, uh, so if you're in Tennessee, in the Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro? Murfreesboro. Freesboro area in Tennessee, you can get peed on by peepee doll while enjoying your nice steak in front of all the children. Uh, but that's it for the weird news for this week. Um, I I don't know. Tell us what you guys think. If you think it's inappropriate or if you think they should have called police. Like I think a simple just, hey, please don't squirt me in the face with a peepee doll. That's <laughs> so it just sounds silly saying it, but let us know what you guys think and uh, if you would try this restaurant or if you would appreciate it if we had one of those here in Arizona or wherever you guys are at because uh, who doesn't like an inappropriate little doll? <laughs>